Good evening, everybody. My name is Bill Woodcock, and welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. Today is Friday, February 15th. Before I get into the topic matter for tonight's podcast, I'd like to mention that uh, very soon, in about a month, we are going to have some very big news to announce on this podcast. Uh, I've been uh, talking to various uh, facilities uh, in and around Central Maryland, and uh, I'm going to be... uh, Uh, announcing very shortly a partnership with a venue that will become the home of the Foreign Maryland podcast. Uh, We'll start recording from this uh, location next month, and as the weather gets warmer, I'm anticipating that we will be starting to do some live shows. Uh, We'll have some guests on the podcast. Uh, We've gotten several editions of the podcast in. The podcast is growing in listenership, uh, which is wonderful. And uh, we are going to be uh, opening uh, the podcast up to the public. So I am very excited about that. So uh, look for an announcement of a partnership very, very soon. Uh, Also working on getting the podcast onto Google Play and iTunes. Uh, anybody who has experience with RSS feeds, uh, going to put out a little bit of a, uh, of a, uh, request for help, uh, need to nail that down. Uh, it's not my strength, uh, but I'm, I'd love to, uh, hear from somebody, uh, who can help me with that. Uh, certainly would like to get this on to, uh, Google Play and iTunes in the not too distant future. Uh, Again, uh, we've gotten great response and great reception. I know there are people all over the state who are listening to this, and we'd certainly like to broaden out our audience. So uh, please help, and, uh, you know, of course, tell your friends. You know, this is the greatest greatest thing going in podcasting in in Central Maryland today. Um, I'm always one for humility, and, and I'm very, very excited uh, to uh, broaden the message out across the state of Maryland and fulfilling uh, the mission that I've, I've pledged to give you. So tonight's, um, and that mission is making people think and making people see things in different ways. Um, and there are some things going on uh, that I think are very interesting as it pertains to the 2022 uh, Democratic field for governor. And I think right now uh, the Democratic field is wide open. I think you would, most people would say that the top two leading candidates would be Comptroller Peter Francho uh, and either uh, State Democratic Party Chair uh, Maya Rocky Moore Cummings or the current Prince George's County Executive uh, Angela Also Brooks. Uh, Some people have mentioned some of the other freshman county executives or county executive Jan Gardner from Frederick County, who's currently in her second term, uh, or, you know, one or another of various state legislative leaders. I think we're all forgetting somebody, and this person was a candidate for governor in 2014, uh, but was better known as the lieutenant governor candidate for the Democratic nominee, Anthony Brown. And that would be former Howard County Executive Ken Ullman. So uh, Ken Ullman has left the, um, the public eye since no longer uh, serving as Howard County Executive. 
uh, but he has not been absent from the public sphere. Um, there are people who are very in the know in uh, Maryland politics may, may be aware of the fact that since uh, he stepped down from Howard County Executive after the uh, governor's race didn't work out, uh, Ken Ullman formed a uh, consulting company called Margrave Strategies. And uh, that company specializes in doing work in the worlds of economic development and planning, which is something Ullman knows no small matter of about. And uh, he was largely responsible uh, for the renaissance in College Park. And those of you who have ever been to College Park, I mean, any time over the past four or five years, I think you would agree that the uh, downtown College Park area, the Route 1 corridor area, is uh, thriving and booming and uh, much better than it had been. And uh, that is uh, specifically uh, due to the efforts and vision of Ken Ullman and his company. And so that's, uh, that's very impressive. Um, he's also uh, been involved in some other um, business uh, endeavors. He's been involved in some other local towns and jurisdictions in Maryland, uh, involved in planning and economic development processes uh, in several uh, central Maryland counties. Uh, most recently, uh, he, along with a uh, former uh, member of his staff, David Nicken, um, decided to take a stake in the Baltimore Fishbowl, uh, which is an online uh, news and business site. Uh, David um, is a friend of this correspondent and a friend of this blog and a friend of the predecessor blog and uh, served as, uh, I believe, communications director in uh, Ken Ullman's uh, administration and, um, you know, was a former editor of the Baltimore Sun. So uh, he and his wife and former county executive Ullman have bought into the Baltimore Fishbowl uh, another thing I will notice will be the number of Ullman protégés who have achieved great things uh, during their uh, years out of the county executive's office. Um, you know, head of the uh, of the group that uh, or that uh, is is overseeing Merriweather Post Pavilion, for example, or. Uh, a state delegate from District 12, chief of staff at UNBC to uh, President, uh, President Freeman. Uh, on the, uh, on the, uh, on, in the, uh, on the staff of County Executive John Olszewski. So, uh, in, in Baltimore County. So, people like Ian Kennedy, Candace Dodson-Reed, Jessica Feldmark, Sam O'Neill have achieved wonderful things in their careers and, they deserve all the credit and all the, uh, you know, all the accolades for their hard work. I happen to know all of these folks personally, and and they're good people, um, and uh, and they deserve and they deserve what they get. And it's awesome to see so many people from that administration uh, no great success, um, starting with Ken Ullman himself. One has to wonder to what ultimate purpose. Um, Perhaps the ultimate purpose is no other purpose other than, you know, simply uh, finding better, you know, for Ken Ullman, other than finding better success than, 
you know, he probably could achieve as governor. No legislature to negotiate with, no political fundraising, no special interests uh, to uh, mess around with or go to for money, no contributions to seek, um, you know, none of those things that are the downside of serving in public office. So there's, there's certainly a, uh, there's certainly a big advantage to staying in the private sector. Um, but I've known Ken Ullman for some time and, um, I, you know, I was a very strong supporter of his when he ran for governor in 2014. I believe he would make a fine governor for the state of Maryland. And I believe that being a huge success in the private sector, as well as in the public sector, demonstrated success in the state of Maryland, uh, would be terrific assets for a candidate to bring in a Democratic primary. So, um, you know what, you know, Ken Ullman is not out there saying he's running for governor. I haven't talked to him in probably about a year. I have no idea what his intentions are. Um, but, uh, it's very interesting that he's making these moves and, you know, his, you know, people who've worked for him, people who are very loyal to him are kind of spread like bulbs across the state of Maryland. And uh, bulbs lie dormant, and then they spring up. And uh, I cannot help but think that uh, Ken Allman's best destiny is to serve in high executive office. And I believe that he is very well suited to the office of governor of the state of Maryland. And um, if he's not out there thinking about it, I would suggest to him that he strongly do. Uh, because I believe he would be a very formidable candidate. He could be somebody who could unite the Baltimore area and the D.C. area. Uh, certainly, he is a much younger candidate. I believe Ken is in his late 40s. Um, you know, very, uh, still very much in the prime of a political career. And uh, very well connected uh, on a national level, even, with his uh, brother's uh, Cancer Foundation, the Ullman Foundation, and a uh, very well-respected leader when he was county executive of Howard County for eight years. Um, he would be an incredibly formidable candidate. And if he was not a candidate for uh, himself, he could be extremely influential within the Democratic primary in 2022. Um, some would even say a kingmaker. So uh, this is something to watch as the months turn into the years. Um, rest assured that around that Democratic convention time, July of 2020, uh, we will know, you know who some of the major candidates for, governors, for governor will be. And uh, I would be surprised if Ken Ullman's not amongst them. So uh, watch the skies over the next 12 and 18 months because um, I think we're going to find, I think we're going to see some uh, very exciting things come out of Howard County as they pertain to the governor's race. Just a hunch. So we'll see if it happens. That's all I have for this evening, everybody. Thank you for listening to another edition of Forward Maryland. Again, stay tuned for big announcements to come. Bye for now.